Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, I want to get around to quarantining. And uh, people arriving into Ireland uh, from COVID-19 hotspots should be quarantined in hotels, according to the Social Democrats. I think we're going to run out of hotels very quickly if that was the case. But anyway, uh, health officials are expected to issue new advice on the 14-day quarantine period for international travellers later on today. And the government is due to publish the green list of countries people can fly to without self-isolating by next week. I tell you, Ireland is going to destroy its tourist industry here, but how and ever, let's run with this. However, the chief medical officer has warned that he is being beyond nervous about any increase in foreign travel. So in other words, the CMO, basically Tony Hola, and he doesn't want people coming to the country at all. Which is quite bizarre, by the way, because the increase in cases there on one particular day during the week was due to the fact that somebody came from Iraq and infected 12 people in their own family. Um, So that's... (laughs) I can understand his concerns in relation to some countries. But anyway, Social Democrats co-leader Roisin Shortall said the government must publish two lists, one for safe countries and one for COVID-19 hotspots, with anyone arriving from a hotspot forced into a quarantine at airport hotels or government-run facilities. Now, if that was the case, we, we would be running out of facilities very quickly and running out of hotels very quickly because I don't know how many people come into Ireland or will be coming into Ireland on a regular basis unless we're going to just close the airport altogether and we have no sympathy or empathy whatsoever for the uh, aviation industry and the fact that thousands of jobs are being lost as we speak in those industries. But anyway, she said we need to ensure that there is not open access for people coming back from countries that have very high levels of the virus. Otherwise, we are putting ourselves at risk and we run the risk of undoing all the hard work that people have done over the last four months. She said countries like New Zealand have had success with similar policies. She said the alternative uh, is to have an open door policy where people can come and go and run a very high risk of uh, doing a huge damage again to this country, not only to our health status, but also uh, in relation to our economy. The last thing we want is a second wave, and unless we are very careful about travel, this is going to be inevitable. The Dublin North West TD said she understands the concerns of the tourism industry, but insisted we must be more cautious, or must move very cautiously in the coming weeks. She said, "We, uh, if we have a second wave, and the, by the way, th- th- this idea of by, the defi- by definition of a second wave, there will be a second wave. Sure, sure, it's inevitable, isn't it? I mean, we've just opened up the country again. The economy is open back up. People are going back to work again. People are going shopping again. Of course, the incre- there will be an increase of cases. That's kind of logical because we didn't completely get rid of the virus. It didn't go away. It's not gone away. It's still there. So no matter what we do, there's always going to be a second wave by definition. But how dangerous the second wave is, is what we have to question. Because we have decided, unless we, of course, we want to close businesses and keep everybody locked in their houses forever, we have decided that we have to live with the virus. That's what we've decided. And that's what everybody in the world is deciding, that we have to live with it. Because we can't close down the economy of the world. We can't keep people locked in their homes. We can't close schools forever. So we've decided to live with it. So by the very notion that we're living with it, of course there's going to be an increase in cases. We would be stupid not to think that there isn't. But anyway, getting back to it. So I don't, I mean, surely the CMO would know that. He's an intelligent man. Anyway, I want to get your thoughts on this. Would you agree with mandatory quarantining from hotspot COVID-19 countries? Now, hotspot COVID-19 countries would be any country that has more infections than us, essentially. Um, countries that don't have high infection rates and kind of would be in the same position as us at this particular moment, which can change, by the way. Uh, you know, Ireland, for example, 
we're not some sort of bastion or brilliant. We don't have some sort of brilliance in, you know, suppressing the COVID-19 virus because realistically we performed worse than most countries in Europe. Uh, because if you look at the deaths per million, more people in this country died per million per head of population than most of the countries in Europe. So we're not performing well at all. So don't be tapping yourselves on the back out there thinking we're great or something like that. We're not. We're good at the moment because we have suppressed it to some level at the moment and we have thankfully very few deaths in this country and low numbers of cases. But that could change in a week's time. So the point is, should we quarantine people? Mandatory quarantining. I don't, I'm not talking about the airport because the problem they have at the airport at the moment is people are coming, say, from America or from other countries like England, which have a high rate of infection at the moment, and they're signing a form saying, yeah, I'll mandatory quarantine for 14 days. The guards are ringing them and they're not answering the phone. So there's no, there's no way of enforcing that. So I'm asking the question, should you mandatory quarantine or should the quarantine be compulsory? In other words, if somebody comes from a country that's not on the list, i.e. Portugal, Greece, France, Germany, we don't know what the list is yet, that'll be decided during the week, should we basically say, all right, off with you now, into the back of a car to car and off out to City West with you or an airport that we designate for 14 days for somebody to be in quarantine? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. You know, I'm not completely against the country if you're not an Irish citizen. But I can't see what legislation would allow you to lock up Irish citizens. Um, uh, what do we see? Let me go to Karina. Karina, you're on Classic Hits. How you doing, Karina? Hi, Niall. How are you? I mean, I, I, don't, I think you're going down a very kind of large rabbit hole if you're going to start locking people up, Karina. Well, the, the, my point of view totally is our daughter lives in Sydney in Australia. All the borders are closed down. If we were silly enough and if we actually got flights over there, you land in Sydney Airport, you're put on a bus and you're brought to quarantine centre for two weeks and you've no choice in it, Niall. Yeah, but you have to, yeah, but Sydney, Australia and New Zealand are very different countries to Ireland. They're self-sufficient countries. We're not. The fact of the matter is people are coming in here, Niall, and they're not quarantining. Like you said it yourself, they're not answering their phone. They're just doing their own thing. It was the same in the whole of lockdown. People are inconsiderate. They just want to do their own thing and not abide by rules and regulations and affect the consequences on everybody else. So, so okay, so let, let me take your, your, your idea to the end result, okay, which would be, how long is COVID-19 going to be with us? Some scientists say 20, 30 years. Yeah, it's probably going to be here for okay, a long, so, long time, but so, it might be here a little bit less if people just... Okay, well, okay, let, let's say a little bit less then. Let's say 10 years, right, okay? So are you telling me for 10 years, Karina, we don't allow tourists into Ireland? No, I'm not saying don't let them into Ireland. And I'm not saying don't let them into any other country, but I'm just saying if they're asked to self-quarantine for two weeks, well, then they have to well, okay, but that's, but you know, then, abide by that. Okay, but that's as good as saying no tourism, because what tourist is going to want to go to a country where they have to sail in a hotel for 14 days? Well, it's the same as us wanting to go to Australia to visit our daughter. We'd have to go for six or eight weeks because two of them... So, in other words, you're saying, let's just get rid of tourism completely. No, I'm not saying you are, that. Well, you are saying no, that, Karina. You are. No, don't be putting words in my mouth. Okay, well, then I'm the point I'm making saying, to you again is what I'm tourists would want people, to come here? I'm, well, if people, if tourists really want to come, they will come and they'll abide by the laws of this country. The same as everybody has so to abide by the laws of other countries. So they'll come here and sit in a hotel for 14 days? Well, no, that's the not. option. They'll affect half the country and we go into lockdown again? That's, that's not... But we have to... We have to be logical. A third of the income of this country comes from tourism. So where, how are we going to survive? What about all the people who work in tourism? What about the airlines? Should we just shut them all down? 
No, I just, I don't have answers for that, Niall, I really don't, but I just think people are very complacent and there's no consideration. Do you know, they're signing paperwork at the airport and then they're not even answering the phone. They're obviously back in work. You know, if they have it, are they, who are they contaminating? So where do you go from there? But you're saying if they have it. The majority, well, the, the vast majority don't have it. Why don't, why don't we do, say, for example, I mean, there is tests available now that can test people in two or three hours. Some countries are using it. Why don't we just test people coming into the country? Well, that would be a fantastic idea, but I can't see that happening either. I, I can't see why we can't do that. If other countries can do it, why can't we? I mean, I know these tests are not 100% accurate. Some of the tests are about 85% accurate. So test people, tell them you have to wait here for two hours. We'll give you the result of the test. If you you don't have COVID, off on your way. If you do, I'm sorry, into a hotel with you. And do you actually think that's going to work then? Do you think people are going to want to well, go at least, to Well, at least it's an option. you just said to me. No, but at least it's an option. At least we might well, get tourists. Is. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, to suggest that you have to go into lockdown for 14 days when you get here, she might as well just say we, we're, not, we, we're not welcoming tourists into Ireland. She can't do that. Well, should we be destroyed? We'd be ruined. No, well, I just think they're going to they're gonna have to come up with something else, Niall, because it's just it's ridiculous. Like, people are not complying. People are doing their own thing but, and they've no consideration for anybody around them. But look, look at what we're doing at the moment in this country. I mean, the chances of you contracting COVID-19 in this country are little or none. And even if you did, at your age, for example, Karina, I'm assuming you're not an elderly woman. Um, no. <laughs> the, the chances of you ending up in hospital and dying are so limited and so low that, you know, I, I just believe that people are panicking a little bit too much. And I understand why people are panicking, particularly when we pass it on to elderly people. But if we, can, if we actually take steps to protect the vulnerable in this country, which we should have done from the start, we don't have to worry too much. Do you understand well, what I'm saying? You know, the, steps, the steps need to be taken out pretty pronto before this starts, you know, becoming out of hand again. But if we did take those steps, if, for example, we got Abbott testing systems, which are testing systems that can test people in five or ten minutes, um, in every care home, in every hospital, and staff and people who visited those homes had to be tested before they went in, and then we let the country go back to some level of normality, would that be not the logical thing to do? It would be the logical thing to do, but it would have been the logical thing to do nearly four months ago now when all this started and we realised that it wasn't just your, you know, your usual winter flu or something, that this was a serious pandemic that's going to, as you said, going to be around for a long, long time. Like, nobody's putting anything into place. I just think this blunt like, instrument idea down, of, you know, stopping people from coming in into a country is not going to work. Like, the Keeling Strawberry Factory, like, that was in the, the very middle of lockdown. Like, what was he thinking of? Well, they were, well they, what they were thinking of at the time was they wanted somebody to pick their fruit. And because if they didn't pick it, it billions of euros worth of fruit was going to go rotten in fields. Well, I think an awful lot of their fruit now has been left on the, the shelves of the shops, which is what I can see. I don't know about well, that. I bought some last week and it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually lovely. I bought a little tray and it, it had, it, I bought it in JC's. I bought a little tray of it and it had a mixture. It was Keeling's. It was, it was actually lovely. <laughs> okay, well, stay there for a second. Carl, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Carl? How are you doing, uh, Carl, I mean, is this a little bit over the top? Is this, you know, using a sledgehammer to crack a nut? Well, I, I understand that girl's point of view, but, and, but also she's not gone on holiday so much. She's going to see family. It's sort of a different thing. And for her to stay in Australia for two weeks, okay, it's a bit excessive. But well, example, well, when you're going I, to Australia, I, I, we've always known that you're gonna, there's no point in going for two weeks. You have to go for three or four weeks anyway. Longer, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, for example, I, I have a child abroad in Asia. And I, 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 I'm going in the next few days. And the test, in, sorry, the next uh, week, 
Um, and the test that I was told that I have to go to my doctor and um, I, I have to be swabbed by my doctor. It's sent off to biomass labs in Sandyford. It takes three days. Test comes back and I get a certificate which is clear for me to travel and COVID-19 clear. That's required of me, required of me in Bangkok Airport. So it, it's just an acquir- a requirement. So why shouldn't why don't we have that a requirement for people coming into Ireland? They they just they do a test in their own country and they have a certificate, just like. See, and, I, and I understand what you're saying, but the argument is right. You and, can't, you can't and, I know you can't on, keep everybody happy, and I'm sure Karina will say to you, and maybe I'm speaking for Karina here, and I don't be putting words in Karina's mouth. But <laughs> between the moment that you get the test. And you travel to the airport with a taxi driver, true. meet a few people, you know, in security, this go to the desk, Niall you could catch it. Yes, it's true, Niall, but also, on the other end... Am I putting words in Karina's mouth, sorry? <laughs> well, hang on, you're, on the other end... <laughs> Not if, necessarily. If, if you're tested, if you're, if you're just, if everyone coming off the plane, just, just like you show your passport coming through, if everybody is swabbed, it will take a bit longer to be a few more queues, but no one be too, well, couldn't be too bad. You're only, a swab goes into an envelope, we are done. You don't have to quarantine for two weeks. You'll have to test back within, well, it's three days. It could be, it could be less over But, the I, next but why weeks. are we not using these fast tests? There's, test, there's testing equipment available that can test people in 10 minutes. It's down to money. No, they, they won't spend it. It's down to money. And, and also, it's down to uh, the, the amount of these machines available in the world. And the, it's the people that bid the, the most gets them, you know? I mean, I, I can see, you know, I can see the reason, I believe, for actually banning people from certain countries into this country. Like, for example, Brazil would be a hot spot at the moment. You know, I have my, I certainly have my doubts about China. I mean, we have another virus now, you know, working its way through China at the moment. I mean, I, I mean, I know that sounds a bit Donald yeah, Trump-esque to be banning people from China. But in saying that, there are, there are logical reasons to treat different countries differently. But the idea that you would take an Irish citizen who's been off to visit their friend in Australia or America or wherever it happened to be, and they come back to Ireland and you stick them in a hotel for two weeks and more or less arrest them. I just I think, think that sounds I think, bizarre. I think, they should, I think they should be just swabbed and tested and they go to their home. Within three days, they know the answer. If it's, if it's, if it's positive, they go to hospital. If not, you know, so... Yeah, and I and I agree with you. But there are people out there saying, "Well, you don't. We can't trust them. When they get home, they'll be off with their friends, gallivanting, and are off down to the pub." Well, this, this is true. This, this is true. Yeah. You, you can never. Well, stop but that, see, but you, I I don't think. See, Karina, I don't think you can wrap the world in cotton wool. I just don't think you can do it. But, we have but I'm not saying wrap it in cotton wool. I'm just saying more precautions need to be taken. And if that means self-isolating for two weeks, well, so be it. She is right, Noel. Well, well, no, hang on. If Carl, you come on the air being more logical now, you're agreeing with her, right? But hang on. She's not, I mean, with the greatest respect to the Queen, I understand her concerns. She's not right. Because if we were to do that, and we had to yeah, follow that route. But hang on, hang on. And we, we think about this logically. This virus is going to be around for many, many years. We will have no tourism. Yeah, Niall, I'm only, when I say she's right, she's right and we do have to continue taking serious precautions because this is yeah. not going away. Right, That's so in other words, what do you say to the industries in this country, the majority of industries, the hotel, the hospitality, the coach drivers, all the tourist attractions who rely on tourism? What do I tell They're them? doomed. Tell, They're doomed. Tell, Sorry, tell, lads, you're all out of a job. This is, this, is the new, this is the new way. And unfortunately, if this is the new way, as everyone is saying, this is the new way because COVID-19 is going to be around for a while. These businesses will no longer be now. And that's just unfortunate. And that's just because the world has changed. 
And that's but just they it. would be if they reduce their prices because from what I hear, everyone is trying to, to do their best holiday in here in Ireland, but the prices they're being quoted are is just ridiculous. astronomical. You know, if, if they want us to, to holiday here in Ireland, they're going to have to... Okay, well, Helena's in the year now giving out to me, right? So she's saying that Irish people spent 7.5 billion abroad last year. We gained 5.6 billion from tourism if we spent that ourselves here. But the point is, there's no evidence that if we didn't go away, that we would actually spend it here. Like, for example, right? I like to go away on holidays. You know, I might, yeah, I usually go to America every year, right? I like to go to America. I'm not going to spend the money that I spend in America or that I spend going to America or getting to America in this country. I'm not going to spend it on an Irish holiday. So the idea or the argument or that some people are making this argument that if we didn't go away on holidays, we spend it here. I don't want to, for the next 10 years, spend me holidays in Ireland. I'm not going to do it. And there are many people like me who don't want to do and will not do that, who will not spend that much money in this country. So that argument is out the window. There are, there are companies and airlines that rely on tourism. If we don't have aviation and we don't have those tourist industries in this country, all those people are going to be out of jobs and the economy will lose out big time. I mean, there's, there's no other argument for it. We have to get back to some level of normality, Karina. Oh, no, I totally agree we do, Noel. but as I said, you know, somebody's just going to have to come up there with some to, other alternative in regards to safeguard people. <clears throat> right, okay, well, 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 I, I, I agree with you in some sense, both of you, but the only other way out of that, I believe, is testing at airports. I agree. Well, That's the that only way to spend the money, do it. an option. I, I know it's going to be difficult, uh, and I know we're going to put a lot of responsibility on the DAA, but in saying that, I think it's the only way out. of If we're to save tourism in this country, the only way is testing at airports. And there is no reason why we couldn't have a raft of testing machines. We could, they can do it in 10 minutes, 10 minutes. And they just say to people, you're going to have to wait. Uh, it might take a bit of administration and everything. You might have to wait an hour. So you do your test, you take your little swab, you stick it in the machine. We'll come back to you in an hour with the results of that. And off, off you go on your way. And if you're positive, you're either on a plane and sent home again or you're sent off to an airport. You're given an option, maybe. Uh, let me go to Irene. Irene, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Irene? Hello, Niall. How are you? I'm Good. Should people be forced to isolate for 14 days, like in a hotel somewhere? Absolutely, particularly when they're coming from high-risk countries. That's what's annoying me here. What's getting missed in all this conversation is the high-risk countries. Okay, so if I'm coming from London to Ireland, so so in other words, we're basically banning people from coming from London to Ireland for weekends. Look, I just make the point for a moment. The point I want to make is from the time this uh, epidemic started, unfortunately, uh, I I heard a gentleman saying even earlier to yourself, not saying that you've done this, the media played it as if it's only the ugly. So the rest of them didn't give a shit. Let's be realistic. So what's happening now is people have come complacent now. Oh, we're dropping this down, we're dropping that down. It's very badly being done. And as you say, you've mixed words coming between government and, and, and professional people, may I say. Well, mixed messages, yeah. Yeah, yeah the government ministers have no idea of science or anything like that. And there's no right to put that man down, what he says and what he doesn't say. But what's happening is, if you look at America and Brazil and Venezuela and all them other countries, okay, so what's, happening, and what's happening is, they're all getting locked down again. We have with England across the way. You said, what's happening is, they're opening the countries up too quick. In regards of... In but regards they're, but of they're not, Irene. See, Irene, the reason they're opening countries up is because 
they have to survive. We yes, need I money. Do. We need jobs. I mean, otherwise people will die. I agree with you in that. So you have to open you countries know, up. But at what expense? Who says well, I, well, okay, so what expense? Well, okay, so here, well, okay, but the point is, Irene, right? You're saying at what expense? The expense is yes. we need a balance, and the yes, balance exactly. in society is we need to have fair. a working economy because if we don't have a working economy, we'll have no money, we'll have no health service to save people's lives in the first place. We will all die. Now, on that subject, the point <laughs> is, on what way do you implement the balance in? You know what I mean? Well, the balance... Okay, the but balance. the balance... Well, you've asked me a question, let me answer it. Okay, the balance is that there is an element of risk. And the element of risk is, sadly, sadly, some people okay, will die. of risk, and I realise that. There's a trade-off, what's isn't there? here, we have a government who are incapable of making a decision, right? Because one day they say one thing, the next day they say something else, you know? What we need in this country is... As I said to you from the start, we need a balance. There should have been... Okay, well, here's the balance. I've said it 20 or 30 times already. Those that are at risk in this country are those who are vulnerable, those who are elderly, those who have serious underlying conditions. They are the people at risk from COVID-19. They're at risk from all other viruses, by the way, as well, but particularly COVID-19 at the moment. We protect those people as we should have been doing from the very, very start of this, and we make sure that there is no risk to those people. And then... The rest of the country, the rest of the economy and tourism can get on with it. That's simply see, we all have this persona that if you're under 60, you know, oh, we're all safe. Why not? But, but you are. But the whole point of it is, if you're under the age of 60, when we look at the statistics, very few people actually die. But look, Irene, Irene, you're saying things and you're not listening to what I'm saying to you. If you're under the age of 60, very few yes. people actually die. Yes, some people may very end up in hospital. Died. Sorry? What did you say, sorry? If you're under the age of 60, very few people have actually died under the age of 60. I agree. At the moment, yeah. I'm talking about research. You understand? What's happening now, if you look around uh, in other countries now, that opened up, okay, now, and now it's, it's worrying because of what's happening. It is hitting now the people that's under 45. You know what I mean? So we have to be very careful here. Yeah, but people under the age of 45 showing symptoms. Yes, I understand that. And every single year in this country, and I'm certainly not comparing the two, many people under the age of 60 die of pneumonia, which is contracted through the flu. No one has the right not to help anyone. My point is, you have to protect our borders now. You can come off a ship here and there. Okay, well, I, th- I think that, okay, and I understand the point. I understand the point you're making, Irene, but unfortunately, I don't think you're listening to me. Uh, there are many people in this country who survive and who live, and uh, tourism is, a, is part of their business, and they just can't survive without it. And if those people have no money and no jobs, then we're into poverty, then we're into despair, and many other lives will be lost too. So we have to be logical about things too. We do have an economy that has to survive too. Uh, I have some messages here, by the way, on WhatsApp too, that I want to have a quick listen to. Uh, but after the break, I will play those. And But first of all, of course, I want to mention, of course, that we have our hit bit. And of course, uh, 1,280 euro. 1,280 euro. And all you've got to do is tell us what bit of a hit is this? What bit of a hit is that? If you know what bit of a hit, bit, uh, what bit of a hit that is, what bit of a hit that is, it's hard to get that out one sentence, isn't it? Uh, what bit of a hit that is, we have 1,280 euros sitting there waiting for you. That'd be nice, wouldn't it, coming up to the weekend, okay? What bit of a hit is that? If you know what it is, all you've got to do is text the word hit bit on your name to 087 or you can WhatsApp it, okay? What bit of a hit is it? Have a listen again. After the break, I will play those audio messages. And yes, you're right. Somebody says, Niall, you're wasting your breath. I am wasting my breath. 
I'm missing the point I'm trying to make. And this idea that suddenly if we don't go away on holidays that we'll all spend the money that we normally spend on tourism in this country is absolute and utter nonsense because the majority of people won't. Some people will. Absolutely, they'll holiday in this country. But other people won't. They want to go away. And there are people who want to come to this country on holidays. But we're making it very uninviting for people at the moment by now suggesting that people will be taken off and whisked off at the airport for 14 days to some city west or some other place uh, where they'll be incarcerated for two weeks or until their test results come back. That's just not going to work. All we're doing is discouraging tourism in this country and people will die. People will die to despair and to poverty when they lose their jobs. It just will not work out. Let us know what you think. The number is 87 The question we're asking is, do you believe mandatory, mandatory, uh, quarantining should be done at Dublin Airport if people come in from countries that would be at a higher risk than us. Uh, let me know what you think, by the way. Hi, Niall. First, thanks that finally someone said uh, relative data and not an absolute one per million of the population. However, I think it's extremely dangerous and no sense. Totally useless. Because first, as a tourist, no one will come if they have to spend two weeks time in a quarantine hotel. That, by the way, the question is, who is going to pay? The tourists or the government? Because I don't think that the government has so much money to spend on hotels to have people standing in for two weeks. Secondly, is, it, is this applied even on Irish that are flying into countries on the list on the way back? Because if it's so, well, no one will leave as well because you need then three weeks at least, minimum of three weeks of holidays because you need two weeks to spend not working in quarantine. Third, how soon and how often actually will this list be updated? Because I'm a, if I am a tourist from a country A, it's not on the list and free to come. I book all my holidays and three days before my departure I have cases in my country and Ireland decide that the country A become a quarantine uh, country. Who's going to refund me? Will I travel? Who's going to refund me all my flights and bookings and so on? Then if you close from to England that technically has more cases than you how are you managing the border because you can stop people flying but if i'm england if i'm english and coming to belfast and then driving down who's going to stop me yes you're right you're absolutely right the whole thing makes absolutely no sense zero sense whatsoever and the the really good point he made is if we are going to have lists like i say a green country and a red country so england currently would be a red country obviously because they have a high infection rate um portugal might be a green country and let's say you book your holidays and let's say you go and on the first day you get there there's a few infections over there and we change that to a red country and then you come back. Should you lose your job if you're put into isolation for two weeks? Brian, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Brian? How you doing, Niall? Brian, you? this just cannot work. It just doesn't make any logical sense. It, yeah, it does. And to be honest, Niall, I'm listening to your show there now for the last couple of weeks and I think it was last week or the week before you were actually promoting people to actually go farm that they should be able to go on holidays correct me if I'm wrong but well I wouldn't, I wouldn't have promoted it but I said I said we need to well, get back to a level of normality yes well you were encouraging it you said you, your very words were now I could be mistaken but you said I don't see any problem with it I, I'm actually shocked no by I said it. I said there's some countries that I wouldn't have seen any problem with but go on it doesn't matter like we said the virus came to this country but how did it get here 
but people travelling. But, uh, yeah, but hang on. Hold on, Currently at the moment, I have less chance of catching COVID-19 in Greece than I have in catching it in Ireland. Well, look, it came to this country from people travelling. Plain and simple. From a country, no, but that, that a country that it was no, rife in. That was Italy. That was four months ago. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Well, no, well, well, absolutely, of course it matters. Because four months ago, it was all over northern Italy. Now, if you go to, say, a country like Greece, there's no cases. So there's no chance of you catching it. You're actually yeah, safer in some of those countries than you are in Ireland. But before, before I went to Greece, before I went to Brazil, before it was in our country, it was in two major countries. Am I right or wrong in saying that? It, where in, where are you talking about? Italy. Europe? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for Italy. And it doesn't matter now. Italy, Italy and Spain were the, yes, the prominent countries at the Europe, time. It's yeah. here. The majority of people are going to go to Portugal, France, Spain. Right? Probably. That's the majority of people. They're absolute idiots. They're idiots. They're idiots to think like that. It's, they're not going to come so back. So anybody, anybody who wants to head away on holidays is an idiot? It, plain and simple. Just because you don't agree, just because you don't agree with it, Brian. So no, they're no, all idiots I, and you're no, brilliant. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Oh, yeah. I, people want to go on holidays. Well, you just did. You just called people who want to go to France or Spain or Portugal idiots. Yeah, they are. And you're an idiot if you think that... And I'm an idiot to too. And I'm an idiot you as well. You are yeah. You're promoting okay. it. Two weeks ago, you said that it was okay. No, I didn't. What I said is we need to get clarity on it. And I said there are countries in this war in Europe currently at the moment that are safer than Ireland. And for me, stating a fact, I'm an idiot. Am I, Brian? In my opinion, Niall, yes. You're, you're a big Okay, idiot. so I'm an idiot for stating a fact. Very good, Brian. Well done. How did you come to that conclusion? You're not, you're not letting me finish. Again, I am. You just, well, you, well, firstly, you're not really doing too well, Brian. You come onto a radio station and you've just called me an idiot. Did I call you names? You, hold on a second. You're an no, idiot. No, I'm, I'm asking you a question. You've come onto a radio station, I've stated facts to you, and you're calling me an idiot, and now you want me to have a level of respect for you. Okay. I, no, no, I never asked you to have respect for me. I'm asking you to just be quiet. You're speaking for me. No, no, hold on a second. Right, I'll tell you what, I'll go to an ad break. First of all, you call me an idiot, now you're telling me to be quiet. Forget about it. Let me go to, back to Brian. Brian, are you finished calling me an idiot now? Yeah, I just, just, I'm going to real quickly, Niall. Okay, but, but, but before that. we go any further, are you finished yeah. calling me an idiot? Yeah, I, look, uh, if you, yeah, I apologise for calling you an idiot, sir. I okay, right, okay. Well, then get, no. give me the point just, you want to make and stick to the point you want to make. Yeah, no, no, I have to clarify something. You're saying that you don't like being called an idiot. You had a topic I don't on, think anyone likes being called an right, idiot. Okay, fair enough, if you, let me, if you let me finish, please. You, there was a topic on about drink driving and you... Call the fella on the radio an idiot if you think it's okay to drink and drive. Yeah, because because that is idiotic. Well, my, yeah. my, my attitude and my opinion, Niall, is that if someone is going to turn around and say that they would like, like to go travelling and have no problem with people going abroad, no matter where it is, in my opinion, you're an idiot. Well, in your opinion, those people are idiots, but I don't like you calling me an idiot on the air because I'm giving you a factual statement. The factual statement I gave you was there are countries which the government has considered, and they, they talk about air bridges, that have yeah. low infection rates. And if people wanted to go to those countries, I don't declare those as idiots because those countries have low infection rates. As I mentioned to you already, and I gave Greece as an example, although I don't know whether the Greeks would want us coming to their country because we have higher infection rates than them because they haven't decided yet whether they want us to go to their country. The Greeks, Greeks for example, in Greece at the moment, there is no cases. And there yeah, is, I, oh, when I say no cases, it's extremely low. They have a much lower rate of infection and lower rates of deaths per million than we have. So why would they even want us there? The point is, to, to, for someone who to go there, it's actually safer there than it is here. Yeah, okay, fair enough. That's your opinion. But my opinion No, that's is, not my opinion. That's a fact. Well, okay, right, it's a fact. Well, well, I just think, personally, I think people are silly. They're not idiots, so we call them silly people. But, well, no, I mean, no, you, you, no, if, you, if you want to call the notion of going away to another country at this particular moment idiotic, I accept, I accept that notion that you have that opinion. 
But all I'm saying to you is, statistically and factually, there are countries around Europe which are very safe to go to. Yeah, okay. Are you, can, I, can, I get a, can I get more than 10 seconds in there? Yeah, go ahead. This virus came to this country by people travelling. End of. Okay? Irish people. Yeah, people. yeah, Irish people travelling abroad. There yeah. you go again. There you go again. Will you let me finish? You see, um, look, it's plain and simple now. Nobody should be going anywhere and get rid of this virus once and for all. Okay, right. uh, okay. so okay. So so let me ask you a question, okay? No, me... no, no, I, look, I'm listening to you for the last hour and a half. No, I'm asking, I'm going to ask you a fair question. Get rid of the virus once and for all. Are you better than most scientists in the world who will tell us the virus is going to be with us for the next 10 or 15 years? No, I'm saying, okay, try, okay, so I'll, I'll rephrase it. Try your best to get rid of this by none traveling. It worked in the past when, when there was a, a lockdown okay. here. The, 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 the viruses... Well, well I, I know, okay, let me, let me then agree with you, right? Let me agree with you and say, I agree with you. So the only way to do that is to basically close our borders until the virus is gone completely. Yes, I think, I think so, yeah. Okay, so what do you say to all the people in this country who depend on tourism? Stuff them. It's like, it's like, it's like myself as a construction worker. If, if this virus comes back and we have a lockdown, how am I going to make a living? Okay, so stuff the people who work in construction or who work in tourism in this country. Feck it, doesn't matter. That's an interesting, that. it's an interesting theory, right? That. It's an interesting theory. Well, you are. You're saying that, you, I said to you would, you, would you like to see us close the borders until the virus is gone? And you're saying yes. Say that. What I, I okay, let me, then let me ask you the question directly. Would you like to see us close the borders of this country until the virus is gone completely? Let me answer the question. Well, that's a simple what about yes, me no. as a construction worker that is not able to okay, work? You're not answering the question I've asked you. you a simple question. I've asked you, I've asked you the question, answer it. Do you believe we should close our borders until the virus is gone completely? Yes, I do. Okay, well then stuff the, stuff the tourism industry in this country. That's what you're saying. I didn't say that. You can always travel from within your country. So, well, what happens if you don't want to? People used to you're relying on Irish people to keep tourists alive and tourism alive in this country. That's not going to work. How do you know? Are you, are you because it's not going to work, Brian. How do you know it's not going because to work? Because I know logically it's not going to work because I worked in the hospitality industry for 25 years. You don't know. If people travel within their own country, that, that's going to help Oh, tourism. wonderful. All right, okay. We'll, no, we'll, 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 stay, we'll stay there, Brian. Mossy, you're on Classic Hits. Very quickly, Mossy. I've only 50 seconds left. How, how are you doing? Are you well? Yeah, sorry, Mossy. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I'm just listening to your comments and your conversation there regarding the virus. My wife is a Brazilian citizen living in Ireland with me, but she's currently stuck in Brazil. And due to travel home now on the 18th of July with my 18-month-old son. Okay. And um, she left. Really, she left to quarantine. She's going to have to quarantine, but locking people up for 14 days when they arrive in Ireland is. Well, yeah, you, well, well, you do have to understand, Mossy, in your situation, your wife is coming from a country that has a very high infection rate. Yeah, well, it does. But then, you know, we're looking at the capital or the, the Sao Paulo itself, like. In the status of houses, there's 44 million people living in it. Uh, absolutely. But it is a country with a high infection rate. I do agree with you. There should be some alternative way of doing it, i.e. testing people when they come into the country. There are tests available that can do it a lot quicker. And yeah, that would be, that would be a, a happy yeah, and like there's, compromise. There's a lot of, there, yeah, there w- it would be. And there's a lot of grey areas, even from yourself now, receiving them when they come back. Am I supposed to isolate? We're living in a single-story, two-bedroom apartment. Well, I, I, I would agree with Brian and what he says for certain countries. Yeah. There are countries in this world, similar to the way Italy was four months ago, that have a lot of cases. And I have, obviously, we have to be very cautious in the relation to countries that have a lot of cases. Yeah, you don't want like, you know, I could, the second wave could be here quicker. I think it's, well, I, I believe once you open an economy, the second wave is inevitable anyway. But you have to either make a decision that you don't want to live with a virus or you don't want to live with it. Uh, listen, lads, thank you very much indeed. And 
Brian, I respect your opinion, but I don't respect you calling people names. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.